Blog Talk Radio. For the Bobby Eaton Show, yeah. giving you information you'll want to know, speaking on issues affecting us all, and music for the soul. Yeah. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Bobby. It's the Bobby Eaton Show. Hello, world. Good afternoon. Hey, and welcome to the Bobby Eaton Show. This is where we tell our stories our way. Blackity, 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 black. Right here in the home of Black Wall Street, Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, we want you to tune in. Keep in mind, we're here every Monday, Wednesday, and Saturday, 6 p.m. Central Standard Time. You can dial the number 646-716-5525. And don't forget to press that one button to talk on the air. And there's also another number you can call. Well, you may not need to call it right now because we got somebody important on that number. It is 918-856-3873. This is the Bobby Eaton Show. Hey, and I tell tell you a little bit, little, little, to tell you a little bit of what's going on uh, over here at Eaton Media Services. We got a variety of different shows with different topics and. I've got about 17 shows per week with various people from the community who come in here and give you news you can use and information you can use. So we want you to tune in to KBOB 89.9 FM. Uh, Let's see. We do a live stream. Okay, now you guys get this live stream called the website. Go to the website, KBOB. 899.com Again, that's K-B-O-B 899.com Which is our website And you can listen to us Or you can watch us and view us Or whatever's going on And we have a great show going on today Black Genocide Memorial Day uh, Here And um, we're going to be talking to the ladies Who are involved in that So we want you to do uh, Things like participate Call a family member, tell a friend to tune in. We want you to tune in because knowledge is power, and we want you to have that knowledge, and so you'll know exactly what's going on, and um, we can empower our people. All right, we're going to take a break and be right back. This is Tulsa's own Wayman Tisdale. Oh, <laughs> 
um, in Jamaica, West Indies. Wow. So that means that uh, we're uh, Eaton Media Services, KBOB. Hey, we're talking to you over there, huh? Yep. Absolutely. Technology. Well, hey, we hope that you're well and doing well. And um, we know that you can't travel right now, right? That's correct. And they got you over there. How long do you think it'll be before you'll be able to travel? I'm hoping in another month I should be able to travel. Um, Hopefully there will be no restrictions on either end. I have to go into New York, and we're hoping there won't be any restrictions there in terms of quarantine and all of that. So I need to get all of that out of the way before I can make sure of that before I can travel. So I'm hoping in the next month. Yeah, yeah. Well, hey, be nice to see your face again in the place. Yes, yeah, yes. Yeah, yeah. You got so much history and so much knowledge, and I want to just thank you for doing all the things that you do. And uh, you've got a crew of ladies right here. You want to introduce them to us? Okay. Well, you have um, there with you, um, uh, Shechem Danditra. She is um, a graduate priestess of um, the Amenemoku Spiritual Community. And uh, you have Miss uh, Rosa uh, Addison. She is um, a recent graduate last year. She graduated from um, the priesthood. And um, they've both been doing an awesome, amazing, I'm going to use the word splendiferous job. Okay. That's a good one for me. (laughs) In Tulsa. Okay. With respect to carrying on things that we've been doing for the last 21 years. We could not have grown and connected with community and the world were it not for the um, commitment and heart that they have put into all that, the vision of where it is that we need to go. So I am very, uh, I'm very uh, grateful and very um, thankful that the ancestors, the divine, has sent them, you know, through this path. Well, that's great. Oh, yeah. That's good to know. And uh, I really appreciate you, ladies. You are strong African black women, you know, and uh, I really appreciate that. So let's get started right here. Black Genocide Memorial Day. Uh, Tell our listening audience, for some of those who may not know, what it's all about. Okay. So in 2018, um, uh, I was uh, sitting down looking at all of the Memorial Day um, events. You know, World War II, they bring up the whole thing with Hitler and, you know, the genocide and um, the the millions of Jews that were burnt in uh, that, you know, Holocaust, that terrible situation. And um, I'm sitting there and uh, it hits me. The thought comes to me, wow, you know, that is real, but we have had the greatest genocide that has ever occurred to the human in all of humanity happened in 1619 and there has never been a collective memorial uh, veneration, homage, nothing to recognize that as the greatest Holocaust genocide that has happened in 
human history as far as, you know, as we have seen, I mean, in terms of uh, as a collective body, you know, more than 15 million were against their will dragged from the motherland. We call it Al-Kebulan because that's the oldest name that our ancestors called Africa. Um, And, you know, we've never honored that. So here we are honoring war and those who died, which of course is a horrible condition. We, We shouldn't be doing this to each other. But we have never done that. Not the descendants, not other groups in the world, nothing. And so that's when it started. It started to unfold. You know, we have never collectively, even as a people, dealt with the genocide of 1921. Mm-hmm. Even that more recent, 100 years ago, let alone what really even brought us to the new world. So when that happened, it started to unfold, and I said, okay, this is something that must be done. And I could hear the voices of the ancestors saying, finally, this is what needs to happen. And that's how it started. And then last year, one year later, was when I revealed all of that to our priesthood and to other people. And we started working on this actively, collectively, one year ago. So this information is very much so needed for our people to know about. And um, how can they go about obtaining this information? Well, you know, you say people need to know this, and especially at this time with so much genocidic activity going on towards, you know, our people. Um, We have a a website. Um, It's... uh, templeamenemaku.org, and what we decided to do was to do the research and to find out, to define the word genocide. And genocide is not simply the, quote-unquote, the killing or the taking of the life of a person or groups of people. It is also the conditions that are created to negate the thriving and the continuity of a group of people. And so after the World War II situation and the Jews were burnt and all of that, the United Nations, there was a great effort made to define genocide and what it was. And they came up with a five-part, five-part, what do you call it, definition, okay? And in essence, without going to it verbatim, you can, it's all over the internet, it's, the taking of the life directly of a people, it is creating conditions whereby such people cannot uh, continue to propagate, create a livelihood for themselves. It's also putting them into physical harm, putting them in, in situations, life situations that diminish them. It is also the conspiring part of it is to continue to keep them oppressed. And it is also the limiting, limiting their capacity to uh, procreate. Uh, so things like, um, uh, you know, fostering and nurturing abortions among a people, sterilizing them, you know, all of those things are part of genocide. And also what is a part of genocide is 
taking the children of a particular group and um, placing them in other groups so that they will no longer have a connection to their natal group and the knowledge and the history and so forth of who they are. And when we looked at that and said, well, who in the world does that relate to? Which people does that relate to? And the answer came up, black folks. Everywhere we are on the planet, this is what is going on to us. So genocide is more than killing. It is a widespread set of activities that seek to negate, oppress, um, depress, you know, a group of people. And so on our website, when you go, we have pulled together history, anthropology, um, you know, genetics. We've, we have pulled together all of the various modalities of knowledge. And these are links that research others have done. Um, it's nothing that we have, quote unquote, fabricated ourselves and put it together so that we can show a clear history. So if you go there, you're going to find things on the origin of the human family. Where does it come from? You're going to find things on how to, um, you know, our history, as I said. You're going to find a page that talks about the heroes and sheroes who have given up their lives in the fight for our liberation globally. You're going to find stuff on how to venerate and to pay homage to your ancestors. Okay, and those two ladies are on there doing a, a video actually demonstrating how to pour libation in our one in the, in the comedic, um, Nubian comedic way. And um, then, you know, you're also going to find, of course, you know, a way to, to support what we're trying to do to um, uplift and to move us forward in terms of self-determination. So that's where you can go and find um, stuff. You can find a lot of stuff over the Internet, but I'm saying we've collectively pulled a very powerful site together. So you just have to go and read and study. Okay. I think that's one of the uh, things that we've spent so much time doing. Like she said, people can go to the website and they actually, instead of just skimming it, actually go through each tab, go through each link. And it's quite extensive to support what we're bringing forth and what we're going to be doing. And um, the short end is tomorrow at 12 noon, all over the world, several places, many places, We've outreach to people, and we want people to be joining us. Where's the location? Uh, we have people in New York in several places, London. Um, we have the Caribbean. Mm-hmm. We have here in the States. We have Canada. We have uh, here in Tulsa. Well, we're going to be pouring. Yes, we're going to do a ceremony here at uh Vernon. Mount Vernon Church. Okay. Vernon. Pastor yeah. Vernon. Pastor Turner. Anna, yeah, Pastor Turner is uh, That's my allowed dude us to right do it there. there. Yeah, he yeah. is. He is very mm-hmm. um, uh, champion of the people. And also um, Elder Joyce Williams, Mama Joyce Williams. Oh, Mama Joyce, actress, yeah. right? And mm-hmm. also Chief, Chief Egan Wallace. Chief, uh, and, them is my peeps, all of my peeps. <laughs> okay. And uh, what we're going to do after the service, after uh, Reverend Turner's service, then we are going to start out with Pastor Turner is going to read the prayer in English and call the names of some of the Greenwood Massacre victims. Mm -hmm. And then we are going to have Chief is going to pour libation. And then Mama Joy and 
call the ship's ancestors out, and then Mama Joyce is going to um, call the names of the recently murdered, many mm-hmm. of the murdered victims, and then we will close and we will pour our base. What time will this take place? The prayer has to start at 12 noon sharp mm-hmm. all over the globe, wherever people are doing this, 12 o'clock their time. Uh, they will read the prayer. So uh, pastor said his service uh, ends around, I think, 1130. Mm-hmm. So we'll get ready. And at 12 noon, mm-hmm. uh, about five minutes before 12 noon, we'll all be mm-hmm. positioned in the chapel there and, and probably ring a bell and his wonderful voice will mm-hmm. start the prayer. Right there at the historical Vernon AME Church, yes, right on Greenwood, across mm-hmm. from the Cultural Center. So you guys uh, show up. Yeah, and you know. he's pre- you know make sure you're following your social dis- uh, distancing. Yeah. Right, right, exactly. Um, and that's where we're going to be. And we have many people that have collaborated in in different places. Uh, like I said, Puerto Rico, Jamaica, the Caribbean, United States. So this is global. Yes, it is. It's, it's not just a regional situation. It's no. a global situation where people need to know about this history and this knowledge, right? Yes, and they can pour. They're pouring in their tradition as well. It's mm-hmm. inclusive. It's inclusive. Yes, sir. That's why we've asked everyone. And when you read the website, you'll understand the uh, unity behind mm-hmm. it, the one human family. Mm-hmm. So what's the website again? It's Temple Amen Amaku, Temple, traditional spelling, T-E-M-P-L-E, Amen, like Amen at the end of prayers, mm-hmm. A-M-E-N, Amaku. And that is A-M-A-K-H, Temple Amen Amaku dot org. Okay. Mm-hmm. Great, great. Rose, how you doing? I'm wonderful. You're doing wonderful. Yeah. Well, hey, you guys have been together for a little while now. Uh, you've been on the show before. Uh, what do you have to add that can really get people to attach themselves to this history, much needed history? Well, I can just speak from my experience where I had uh, been a part of um uh, a spiritual, some spiritual people long before I met them mm-hmm. and they passed, but that's what I was in search of. And after they, you know, transitioned on, it was spoken to me that, that some others were coming. And so that was the thing of waiting. And mm-hmm. I met them and they were exactly what I was looking for. There were things that started with the original spiritual thing, but these ladies really just opened it up mm-hmm. for me where I could truly understand. And as I said, I wouldn't trade this for anything. I mean, my thing is if I had to go back the other way, I just would have to walk away, uh-huh, walk I off see. the earth, <laughs> right? Uh-huh. Yes. I see. Yes. Do you guys have a, a like, a, I'm just asking, a recruitment plan for, like, younger people? You know, is there any way that, uh, see, you guys got that wisdom. See, it's that wisdom. I see it. I hear it. Is there anything that you like to do to get these younger women and men and everybody involved? Because they're all over the place right now. So what could I deal with it myself? But uh, is there... What I'm trying to say is, how do we get these younger, this next generation, as we leave this globe and this planet, you know, 
because uh, I just had a birthday the other day. So as we leave, we have to be replaced by, I guess, younger people. So with you guys' organization, is there anything in place for recruitment for younger people? Bobby, I'm going to jump in on that in terms of and the recruitment. And maybe that's the wrong word. No, no, no. I I hear what you're saying Mm -hmm. because that is something that spiritual uh, people that are following spiritual traditions are grappling with. How do we make our traditions relevant to the young people today and the noise that they are being, you know, confronted with? And constantly you're hearing this theme that's uh, being uh, resonated with, you know, young people say to us, well, you had your time. Ah, the way we're doing stuff, right? Right. <clears throat> this really goes back to what we're doing. It's not so much right now a recruitment because it's about getting people to understand, one, that there's only one race, one root race. Two, it's about the ancestors. Because we are going to become the ancestors. And it's about getting people to realize they need to call on our ancestors and make our ancestors part of our everyday reality. Because mm-hmm. society has successfully, in a lot of ways, made people think that that's, you know, either the, the Hotep people, oh, they do that, not the people over here. Um, and the ancestors are part and should be part of our everyday lives, pouring libation to them, calling on them, um, incorporating them when we're, we're going about our normal routines. And the recruitment part, it's not for everybody. Like the way the young people have been conditioned at the moment, they want it fast, they want it in a neat package, and they want it handed to them. There's something deeper than that that we need to get back in touch to. Our ancestors are are walking here with us. And for them to get that reality, that's a whole process in itself for them to to call them. And Shechem, go ahead and jump in there. Yeah. Okay. If I could just back up for a second, Brother Bobby. One of the things I want to say you know, because I am sure you've heard about, you know, the ancestors from a whole lot of different perspectives. And, you know, we're, we're um, an, a reality, an entity that believes there is no one path to the Holy Grail. We believe there are many paths to whatever you call God, the all, the divine, Jesus, whatever your path is, we embrace it. As a matter of fact, tem- amen emakul means we who embrace the one God, the one spirit within all, okay? So, in other words, you know, you don't have to walk my way because it's not the only way. Now, if you don't believe that there is a God or a reality bigger than just your little human self, then there isn't much I can do um, about that, okay? But anyone who believes that there is a God, then, you know, I embrace you because you recognize that we are connected to something more than just live, sleep, eat, and die. And so the whole process of this whole ancestral veneration, the other side of it, 
why it is international, why it is collective, is that we need to create a unification. We need to unify. You hear this all the time. Black folks can't get it together. We can't unify. We can't come together. We can't do this. We can't do that. And what I'm saying is, first of all, that's not true. And second of all, we have to understand how we can come together. We have to start at the very beginning. When you go on the, on the page, you will see uh, this adage across. It says, one God, one spirit, one humanity, one family. And that is how we see the order of life, that it starts with the divine, the one God, through the one spirit, that there's only one humanity born out of the eight, the eight great ancestral minds, which goes back hundreds of thousands of years ago when we came through sub-Saharan Africa, you know, Al-Kebulan. I'm going to use both of those interchangeably, okay, that we're born from that root. So we're unified. Okay, our skin colors, all the shades of the hue that you can find, but the root, what pulses us is one unified root tree. And that is where we have to start. We have to recognize that we come from one root. That's unification. When we pour libation tomorrow, wherever we are at noon, we're going to send up the same unified voice to connect with that powerful spirit that created us all. In this way, we begin to understand and reconnect ourselves to something that's more than money, material stuff, who's got a bigger house, who's got a bigger car, because we have all of that, but we're still oppressed. So what is there that we have that we share collectively in the same way and is that we are created out of one ancestral root and one spirit. And that is what that this day is going to do on a bigger level. You know, they say in numbers there's strength, in numbers there's power. Look at what we did with the civil rights movement, how things were moved. Look at what we did in the days of the Panther, okay? Yes, it got us to a point, but we moved collectively. And so the collectivity of tomorrow is to open that understanding that, okay, just because you from Ghana or you from Liberia or you from Colombia, okay, by the way, our Afro-Latino brothers and sisters are catching hell in Argentina and in places like Colombia, and we don't even know that, that we are connected as one, no matter where we are in the world. That's what tomorrow in essence, is about. You could do it in your house. You could do it in your church, your mosque, at the park. We don't care where you are. Just get on that website, and at high noon, you start calling and pouring libation, and the voices will rise and connect us spiritually. For our young people, a lot of our young people, they don't go to church. They don't have a spiritual underpinning. The first thing we believe in is that you have to take care of the temple, and that's your health. So over the years, we have been doing things, health classes. We've done a lot of health classes and stuff in Tulsa, Oklahoma. When you say recruitment, we're going to continue to do that. Here in Jamaica, since I've come back and I'm here spending time, when I started talking about this, people have come out of the woodwork 
They're asking for classes. They're asking for knowledge. They're asking us to sit down. One of the things we want to do is to go through the country, I guess maybe like do, do a tour, you know, the R&B singers have their tour. Well, we're going to go on a spiritual tour, okay, and, and begin to teach people how you can make your ancestors an everyday part of your life. In the motherland, they do not, and from ancient times, all the way back in ancient Nubian Kemet, when you get up in the morning, the first thing you do is you give the first hour of your breath, of your life, to your higher self. You pour, you say your prayers, you thank the divine for another day. We, we still do that as a people. You say, I'm here. Okay, I give, I give God thanks for another day. We say that every day. But the reality is we, we have to live it. So when we were back in the motherland, before we took a journey and went to the next village or went to the market or whatever it is, we gave thanks to the divine. And that's why we're such a spiritual people. Everywhere you go on this planet, you come across some black folks, look, they're spiritual. You go to South Africa, it's amazing. Listen to the songs of those voices. The same thing in the black church in America. In Jamaica, oh, it's just, it, we have more churches in Jamaica per uh, capita, per a, a square mile, than any other place on the planet, okay? However, on the other side of it, we also have high crime. So it's not about the religion. It's about living the spirituality, and that spirituality manifests as living what is called a godly life or a goodly life. Take care of each other. This is what our ancestors want. Be kind to one another. Don't beat up on your brother and sister, regardless of whatever, wherever they come from. Welcome. Open your arms to your brothers and sisters. The other thing that we need to do is to regard each other in a positive way we, that we regard our own self. Treat each other the way you want to be treated. These are the basic tenets that runs through every religion. But what we want to be able to say is let us live it on a daily basis. If we multiply what is good and godly within us, then I am saying we become unified. Because then we don't do crabs in the barrel. We don't do that. Okay? We don't have to go shoot our brother to get what we need. All we have to do is ask for help. And because we recognize that, it's about helping each other, then help will come to our rescue, as long as we're sincere and honest about that. So, again, with respect to, to, to young people, I have daughters, and the first thing that I did in raising them was to teach them how to take care of their bodies, their health, to stay well, how to eat properly, okay, how to rest the body. So th those are the fundamental teachings that we can give, share with Young people teach them how to meditate, to reflect, to be mindful of how they treat each other, okay? Character development. Those are the things that we emphasize. How to develop your character so that you can live a good and righteous life. When you do that, then your prosperity multiplies. You don't have to go looking for it. It will be dropped off at your door, just like the UPS man package. Hmm. 
That's great information right there. What would you suggest? You say you have daughters. For young women, where do they start? Where's the starting point? At what age, you think? Well, my daughters, okay, so when I was 16, I started this journey. And I've been at it for several decades. Um, I have a birthday coming up soon, just like you. Um, And I made the decision that the first thing I was going to do was eat differently. I was not going to, I was going to get off all of the garbage that has been presented to me by those who have oppressed me and my ancestors. Because as we say, you know, the oppressor is not going to feed you good food so you can rise up and fight against him. Hello? So that was the first thing I did. I read Dick Gregory's book, Cooking with Mother Nature, in a couple of, in like an hour or two. And the next minute, I became a vegetarian. I stopped eating meat. Right there. I ate fish for two years. And then I was about 18 at the time. In two years, I became a total vegan. So I started taking care of my body. I started putting in food that was healthy. I started getting away from all the sugars and the sweets. And then what ended up happening was my respiratory problems disappeared. I know it sounds um, cliche at this point, but if you can clear up your body, they say, and this is the spiritual power within it, the body is the holy temple. It's not a physical church. It's not a building. The holy temple is not a building. The holy temple is your physical body. And if you put what is good that God has created in nature for it, then what I am saying is you will begin to get that temple will become whole. W-H-O-L-E, whole. And when your body is whole, then you can hear the voices of the ancestors. You can hear the voice of God speaking to you. When I was in Tulsa last year, for the years I've been in Tulsa, people will walk up to me and say, God spoke to me and told me to do A, B, C, D, or to not do so-and-so. What I'm saying to you is when your body is healthy and whole, then you get connected to your God source. And that's the first thing I would say to young women. The other thing that it also translates as is when you take care of your body, then the children that you bring into the world, men and women, males and females, that egg, that sperm is going to be powerful and healthy. So the only thing you can bring into the world is a truly healthy child in spirit, in mind, and body, you know? We, we, they say to us medically, I just want a healthy child. But they're just looking at, I got five fingers, ten fingers, ten toes, and the eyes open. That's a healthy child. No, 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 no. A healthy child is way more than that. Because now we have children who are healthy with their body parts, but they're ADD and ADHD, and their minds cannot focus. And I'm saying that because I work as a therapist and a counselor, as a psychotherapist and counselor for school-age children and, you know, family counseling, and that's the big problem. I have to use a lot of my knowledge of nutrition as well, which I have a degree in, and help families to put the um, 
the cognitive process of their children together. So I'm saying start at the foundation. Take care of your health so that you will have amazing, awesome, wonderful children that you don't have to patch up, okay? And that's the foundation. Health, and that will bring you wealth. If you don't have health, you don't have anything. So that's the beginning, and everything else will flow from there. And that's really um, important to add to that. I hope that makes sense. No, it makes a lot of sense. And, Bobby, it's really important, like Shechem said, she has a birthday coming up. And, you know, 40 years ago when we were on the journey there, um, we were able to be vegetarians and vegans before they made up that word. And the food system was not as adulterated as it is now, okay? Right now they've got the GMOs. A lot of our young people don't even know what that is and what that means and the impact it has on them. Well, tell them. What um, is it? GMO is genetically modified organism, and the short answer is a piece of corn is not a corn anymore. A piece of corn is made from a seed, which illustrates what Shechem is saying. A piece of corn is made from a seed a that was made out of, they took a little piece of a toad and they put it with the, <laughs> a kernel of the uh, seed of the corn because, well, toads are resistant to something and we'll put that with the corn and now the corn is resistant and that makes it better. But, and we can grow up more corn and grow it faster with less natural resources. And so now people are eating foods that the body has never in human history had in its system. And your body doesn't even know what to do with it because physiologically... How to dispose of it. Or right, or to even process it, it to get any, anything mm-hmm. out of it, and there's no nutrients in it anyway. And genetically modified. Genetically modified. Uh, you have farmers, and this is where the character comes in. You have farmers that have been sold a bag of goods that says, hey, you can grow melons at night now. And if you use, it's gone beyond just using the chemicals and pesticides, but now we'll give you seed that'll let your watermelon grow and it doesn't have to have a lot of water and it doesn't have to have a lot of sunlight. In fact, it won't even have any seed. And so yeah, I've the, seen it. The, the, the health is mm-hmm. important and that is a great foundation. You know, Dick Gregory's book, Sugar Blues, there's a lot of things on the market now. And another thing is because we have so much, um, everything is on the little machines of computers and stuff, the food has been tinkered with on one hand. You look at life in a scale. On one hand, the food has been tinkered with the whole food industry. On the other hand, they split everything up. So now you just don't eat a balanced meal. Now you got to worry about, well, I can't eat carbs and I can't eat gluten and I can't eat this and I can do keto and I can do this and that. Instead of getting back to basic nutrition, a grain, a protein, a vegetable, raw salad, okay? Um, So the young people, that is a good place for them also in terms of their food. Like, don't just take, because that's the newest thing now, dividing up your food. Don't just take that as, oh, now I've got to figure out, well, what kind of body type do I have? I'm allergic to this. I'm allergic to that. It's not necessarily always that you're allergic to something in the food. It's what the food is itself. Well, how do people go about selecting food? 
you know, what's the process? I mean, how, how do you know what you're putting in your body is good for you or bad for you? How do you know? I mean, if you go to, I'm just going to use an example. If you go to Reese's and you say, oh, boy, I'm going to grab these greens and I'm going to grab these green beans and these corn, how do you know if it's the right stuff to put in your body, if it's been chemically processed? You know, how do you know? Do you start and just start growing your own gardens and stuff? Or well, That's always you know, a help. I mean, I, mean, I already know. That, they, they, <laughs> they, know. That is a start. Yeah. You can grow something in a five-gallon bucket. But mm-hmm. believe it or not, they actually have all of the barcodes. All of those little things mean something. So when you – there and there's out there, whether they go online or they go and look at books, they, they the um, food industry tells you on those little barcodes, it tells you. This is a genetically modified food. This is um, uh, organic food. The food industry has gotten into cahoots with the other um, agri- uh, agricultural uh, entity. And you can have something that says it's full. The United, uh, food industry will say it's organic, but it only has to be 70% organic. So there's 30% of other stuff that could be in there. And they make it very difficult for organic farmers to be certified organic farmers. So when you start out, just looking to pay attention. Try not, if you have to, try not to deal with anything that's a GMO food. Look and see, is this label GMO? That way, at least you're starting out with um, the, the carrots and vegetables that, you know, they got pesticides on them. But they're not, they're, it's a carrot still until you can, you know, learn more and do better. Eventually, you want to get to growing your own, and you want to be organic, and you want to be certified organic. You start out from here and eventually get there. But you definitely, like, uh, what is it, the chicken places, they have all different kinds. If you read the food industry. Well, they're they, shooting them chickens up, making them swole and yeah, stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Big old chickens. Well, they've been doing that for yeah. a very long time. I want to just, if I could add something here. The thing is, you have to make a decision. Um, I'm 20 years old. I'm 25 years old. What kind of life do I want when I am 60 and 70? What's the life that I want for myself? Do I want to be in a nursing home? Do I want to be, you know, in a a wheelchair, you know, I'm just saying all things being given. I mean, we we don't know exactly how, you know, things are going to, yeah, we can have an accident, we can fall or whatever. But what I'm saying is you can only control what you can control, and we can all control what we put into our bodies because we have free will and we can make choices, okay? So you have to make a decision, a choice for your own individual self, because that's where everything starts, and say, what is the kind of life that I want? I want a healthy life or want a life that is just mediocre? And once you make that decision, then you can start by looking at people, places, and things that is going to support that, okay? So the USDA has five definitions, four or five definitions for organic. And invariably, we start off with 
totally organic, meaning that there is not modified, there is no part of it that's chemicalized or, you know, um, put together with anything artificial. That is the only definition for organic. The European Union has that as their only definition, and that's part of why they started banning American foods from coming into their country, because um, the USDA, the American system, allows for people to manufacture food, you know, partially organic with other things in it. So what I'm saying is, if it ain't straight and pure like your ancestors, your great-grandmammy and great-grandpappy used to eat, <laughs> then it's artificial. Or and don't get duped into believing a lot of that labeling. If it's, if it's organic, it's pure. It's straight. It didn't come from a messed up seed. The seed is right. That's what you go for. What you put in is what you're going to get out. So if you cannot grow your own food, then do the homework and find people who, are, who have the same standards as you do. If you eat that way, then you'll have to put less money into the doctor's pocket because you'll be healthier. Maybe you'll even go so far as to put the doctors out of business. I don't know. You know, some people say that. <laughs> you know, or let me just say the bad doctors out of business because alternative medicine doctors are awesome, amazing people who recognize that you have to balance. There's a balance in life. So, so that's what I would say. Start there. What do I want? Plan for your future with respect to your health. We don't do that. We plan for our money for our future, but we don't plan for our health. Then we make a lot of money and then turn around and have to spend it because our health is poor. Let's go the other way. Get great health, make your great money, and when you get to that age, you'll have both health and wealth. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. So yeah. I'm just saying we have to redesign the paradigm. So one of the things we, why we say that as a foundation and to have that when you're 60 and 70 health and money is why we start with our young people now in terms of their health. And then the next tier up is to do, you know, the education of your history, knowledge of self, your culture, where you come from. Because if you have great health and you know where you come from and you know who you are, then you are unbeatable. Okay? We used to have something called the Sankofa Empowerment Series. Mm -hmm right there in Tulsa, yes. and we're about to export that to uh, Jamaica and some other places. Um, we have some young people in New York, and we have a, a lot. I, I'm meeting 50- and 60-year-olds in Jamaica who are ready to come and sit and learn about their culture, okay? So we're talking big children. That's another piece that we need to, that we're, we're working on putting in place. And maybe one day we'll be a very fortunate and work hard like Mr. Bobby <laughs> and have a radio show where we can absolutely, ancestral talk show, where we can just oh, that sounds teach good. our young people about their knowledge and their history 24-7-365. That's uh, what we need. That sounds great and fantastic, you know. Well, hey, we're going to take a short pause for the call. Um, you guys, keep in mind, uh, turn into... Well, turn in, tune in to KBOB 89.9, and we're going to be right back, okay? All right.
What time is it now? Oh boy. Okay. I have to go, but um, you said something about questions. So if I take one question, then, I, then I'm going to have to run. Oh, okay, well, I'm going to bring you back on. I'm going to bring you back on once I get there. And tell them you got to run and all that. Okay. Okay, awesome. Okay. Fight the lift and change the truth. Though there may be, let's roll ahead. And you cannot slip. Just move on up. But please, you can find into the people, a beautiful people, where there's only one kind. So hush not, child, and don't cry. Yep, you're so correct. Very correct. And keep on wishing. Remember your dream is your own skin. So keep on pushing. Take nothing less than the suffering best. Do not obey, no mistakes or safe, so we can pass the test. Just move on up to a crazy day. With just a little faith, if you put your mind to it, you can surely do it.
Ah, uh, yeah, we're back here on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, 6 p.m., and like today on Saturdays from 12 to 2. Great, great. Welcome back, ladies. Yeah. Now you're gonna have to take you're gonna have to take off, right? Yes, I am. But I, I, I want to say something. Um, you know, again, when you were asking the question, and then I yes, I absolutely have to go. I've got a long journey ahead of me to go to the. Um, we're actually gonna have the pouring tomorrow at a several hundred, four hundred year old site that um, our ancestors came through as slaves, and uh, there's a, it's a slave enclave, and um, uh, several, you know, the COVID thing is limiting the numbers, but um, we're going to hopefully be able to take the ceremony, and we'll be putting it up on YouTube, and we're asking people to do that wherever they are, if, they, if they're comfortable with doing it, and putting it up on um, YouTube and, and the internet. But um, I just want to say, uh, the point about concretely what do we have for young people. Right there in Tulsa, as a community, we have done, um, we had a garden program at Monroe Demonstration Academy for a few years to teach our young people. Uh, they had uh, um, a, a program at the school to show uh, e-commerce, agro-business, and so we taught the children how to grow their food organically, Okay, we had um, seeds donated from a seed company, uh, um, from one of the local um, uh, seed companies, and then we uh, got the, the, you know, all of the, the, the manure and the dirt and all of that, and we actually taught the children how to grow food organically. And when it was done, then we showed them how they could use it as a business and make money growing organic food. Some of them, they all thought that, um, you know, broccoli and tomatoes came from Walmart. They never seen <laughs> one grown. Wow. Okay. So we have done that. And then we had a, a big program, actually, in conform that we brought in and partnered with the USDA right there in Tulsa to do something called Community Eats. It was an intergenerational day. We brought in people from all over North Tulsa, all over Tulsa came in with the USDA and we had an agro, um, we had a, uh, a horticulturalist, a woman who's also an agriculturalist, demonstrate and show people what they could do and how they could grow their food. It was a great success. All right. And we have continued to try to reach out to groups that are committed to this whole concept of doing for self. Okay. To ask Churches, listen, a lot of you are in big plots of land. A lot of you have members in your church who are ill or not well. And if we could just do an organic garden where we could collectively start planting food right there in the church, mm. then you could, um, whether you charge a nominal fee when it's done, but at least you would be able to directly support the health of your membership. So we need to be popping up gardens all over our backyards to empower ourselves. Well, wouldn't and, that be awesome? And, and, and teach our young people right there in our families how to take care of themselves. We don't have to go to somebody to go learn that. 
Go to Uncle George, who used to farm down in the South, but lives up here now. He's sitting on his tush all day. He can't do nothing, but he can teach you how to grow some food. Mm -hmm. So the wealth is right there in the knowledge base in the community. That's what I'm saying. It's not about Hollywood. It's about what's happening right at home. As a matter of fact, the last thing I I will add, recently the UN did some study and determined that the answer to this quote-unquote lie that there isn't enough food for all of us on the planet, that's not true, is that if we all grew backyard gardens, food shortage issues would be taken care of globally. That's it. And there are ways to grow food without you having to clean weeds and hurt your back. Permaculture is an amazing science of how to grow food effortlessly. You hardly have to do any work. You just sit back and watch the vegetables grow or the fruit grow. Wow. Okay? So I'm saying this is how we can begin to empower our young people. Start with the earth because if you have – a backyard, then you have a winner. Start there. If they're going to say, well, I don't know nothing about vegetables, it's easy to learn. And it's not about, and you just said something, technology is not the answer to the question. It's a part of the answer, but it's not the answer to our survival or our continuity. And we have to get them to spend some time with the earth, Mother Earth. She was the answer. The earth has been the answer for us for hundreds of thousands of years. Technology started yesterday, so it apparently is not the foundation of life. And that's pretty much what I know I can share at this point. It's been great being on. Thank you again. You do awesome work. And I really hope our people can fully embrace and support what you're trying to do for us and for our young people. And you're right. We have to pass on the legacy. We can't, quote, unquote, you know, leave this world without passing it on. That's what we should be committed to. Well, I want to thank you for calling in from overseas out of this country, you know, way over. Tell everybody again where you're located right now. Uh, I'm in the parish of St. Anne or the state of St. Anne in Jamaica, West Indies. Jamaica, West Indies, y'all. So that goes to show you that broadcasting can reach people all over the globe, you know. So I want to thank you. And hopefully you can get back here to the States, you know, within a month or so or something like that. And they lift up the ban on flying and stuff so you can get back over here, okay? Yes, I thank you. Take care. And I'm sure the ladies will, you know, uh, do justice to the rest of the show with you. Right. Okay. All right. Another thing, Bobby, that um, the young people can do is pay attention to what they think they can earn their money from. So Shechem has talked about knowledge of self. Learn about culture, culture, history. She talked about health. Health is the first thing. Clean your temple up. Eat foods that are going to empower you, empower your body, make you strong. So and that opens centers for your mind. Then feed your mind. Find out about your culture. You know, look at what's going on here. 
hundred years ago. We just found out. A lot of people are still just finding out about the Black Wall Street massacre. Yeah, they are. And here we are, just finding out. Mm-hmm. And this was something that very hundred years ago. So even before, people need to uh, the young people need to learn about their history and culture. And then, and it's not always going to be on Google. They need to open up a book. Or talk um, to an ancestor. Or talk to an ancestor. Mm-hmm. All right, or an elder. And mm-hmm. the other thing is, let's talk about money, because that's what's you know, put out there. Well, what are we being taught? We'll go to school, get a degree. You can't need a degree. Right now, the trade industry, all the trades, the industry itself across this country is hemorrhaging. Mm-hmm. Because the older, experienced people are aging out. Um, I had the fortune, the ancestors guided me to go to a school um, in Drumright, Oklahoma, and I went to school with high school kids. They have a program where they see if their kids in 10th grade look like they might not be on the track, they go to um, Central Trek in Drumright, and they can learn trades. There's trades that, they have a technology center here in Tulsa. They have them all well, over Oklahoma. But in terms of a trade, People need the young people need to understand if you want to get the piece of paper, fine, but you also should get a trade because you can take a trade. You, that's a skill you have, and you can take it anywhere. Yeah, we talk about that all the time over here. Uh, when I was coming up as a, a young man, I was taught a trade. My daddy, hey, we was hammering, plumbing. We was doing everything, concrete work as kids, as young people. Mm-hmm. See, and a lot of people just think I'm just a radio guy. But, I, you know, I do all my own repairs even today because of those trades and those skill sets that were put into me. You know, so trades are so important. We've lost a lot of our property in our community due to the fact that some of our younger people don't have skill sets and trades to do repairs. So when we lose grandma's house that's got the roof leaking, hole in the roof, and we lose it and then we move out south, to an apartment complex and pay seven to a thousand dollars a month rent, and then the Hispanics come over here and look at that house, and their mouth is watering, and they see the grandma's house and they get it from the city in an auction, thousand dollars, and then nine of them will go in there and they'll rebuild that house, put a new roof on it, they'll paint it, they'll put new sheetrock, anything that's wrong with, it, and then they'll move in it. And then they'll stay and then they'll find another one and another one and another one. And then white folks will come over here, over here to North Tulsa. They'll see that house. They'll hire a Hispanic crew to rebuild that house. But we're not doing any builders. No black contractors are out here rebuilding. We're giving up our property. We're just letting it go. And when you do that, then, hey, you're just losing everything, just like we lost a lot of Black Wall Street. Mm. Same thing. You know, OSU come in, boop, boop, boop. Nobody fights and says nothing about it. You know, the bridge goes through it. Nobody really says nothing about it. You lose because you got to hold on to what you got. Now, I'm fortunate. I'm blessed that as Bobby Eaton and the Eaton family, we kept our property. Right. We didn't let it fall down. We got it up. And so I can give this to my son. You know, my daddy has passed it to me. So we can keep our property and keep everything that we own, do our own repairs, blackity, blackity, black. (laughs) You know, we stay right there, you know, because we know as gentrification moves in 
and things happen, big corporate businesses, the, the quick trips and the Burger Kings and all that move into our community, they're, they're going to suck. They're going to suck from the community, black dollars, but they're not going to give anything back to the community. So as we get on that freeway right here in Tulsa, Oklahoma, getting on there, going down south and spending our black dollars out there in the white communities, they're tax pay, paying their taxes, tax dollars, and no tax dollars over here, then we, we suffer. We suffer. So we got to get back what I call the black Wall Street way of life, where that dollar in our community flips over and over and over and over and over. We help each other build different things because there's a lot of things we need over here. We need grocery stores. We need cleaners. We need a lot of stuff over here that's needed. You know, it's, it's a need. You know, it's not just something I want. It's something we need, you know, so we won't have to keep going other places to spend. Because I remember a time you didn't have to go nowhere. Everything was right over here. Right. You didn't have to go nowhere. Everything was here. Fresh vegetables, gardens, all of that stuff. I remember my grandmother and them used to have all kind of stuff in the, in the windowsill yes. above the sink. <laughs> you know, tomatoes sitting up in there. Yep, okra, yep. Everything is sitting up in there. I remember that. Yeah. Well, we don't do that anymore. Oh, no. See, I do too. We had a garden in the back with the tomatoes mm-hmm. and the bell peppers and the corn. And one thing Daddy put up right next to the fence was the sugar cane. Oh, sugar cane? Yes. Oh, you had one of those, huh? Yes. I mean, down, you know, Port Arthur, Texas. Mm-hmm. Port That's Arthur. where I'm from. I know about Port Arthur. Right. Been there before. Right. Right, but we had the okra. We just we just ate straight out of the garden. Mama would prepare the food. Yeah, she would do that, huh? Mm-hmm. We we just we're so removed. It was natural, wasn't it? Yes, it was. I mean, yeah. it was go out there and just cut the things. We had all the fruit trees, mm-hmm. figs. You know, you look at now six ninety nine a pound for figs. It was wow. You know. We used to just pull them off the tree. So natural. Yeah. Everything's so natural. And that's where we have to teach the young people to get back to. Um, They, sometimes the young people think that we move too slowly and, you know, that's why we had our time and now is their time. But you gave a very good analogy about their fighting a war without any generals. And um, aside from educating them about their health, about educating them about um, um their knowledge of self, which will incorporate them understanding or beginning to understand and hear what the ancestors are and incorporating them and learning about uh, getting a trade and getting a, a skill um, like that. Also learning about holding on to what little, what land we have left in the community. Because like you said, the auction, that's a process that, that, that that's not just for quote unquote white folks or Mexicans. Anybody can do that. Yes, you can. Rose is a licensed realtor, and that's something we need to be, like people stimulus check, okay? Everybody got their stimulus check. How many people took even, let's invest $200. You took $200. I took $200. Rosa took $200. That's money that we could look and say, you know what? In a year, we're going to save to buy that property that's in our community or go to the auction and make a bid on it or something like that. We have to um, teach the young people to move towards being communal and and collaborative with their um, endeavors. The people, you know, we used to say something in in my former line of of work 
the same kinds of skill it takes to be successful in an illegal or criminal endeavor is the same skill it takes to run a legitimate endeavor. So people and the young people work together and look at how they can create wealth through skill and coming together. I should be able to trust you for $50 a month. Mm-hmm. Don't you think we could trust each other for $50 oh, for a sure. month? Yeah. $50, but we got That means $150 we've got mm-hmm. a month. Going towards a cause. So, towards a cause. Mm-hmm. You know, um, Rosa family and my family, let's look out in the community. There's some houses that are about to come down or, or, or you can see in a year's time they're going to be not so good. So let's make a plan. Let's come together and make a plan. What can we do to buy that yeah, property? And, and uh, that's just one of many things mm-hmm. that we can get together to do. Real estate, ain't no more dirt being made, right? Right. So we can buy that, you know, get that property and get that. And we can invest into our young people as well. You know, we need programs. We've got uh, some mental health stuff going on in our community. You know, we got some homelessness people and things. Uh, I've talked to guys who school and stuff like that and um, broke broken up with their wives and went to school, got a degree, homeless. You know, out there just homeless. All this knowledge, all these brains, but they went through a cycle of drugs and alcohol and don't know how to get back. Right. You know, so there are programs and things and buildings that we can renovate to to get programs going for teaching women how to be women, teaching men how to be men. You know, because there's a difference between malehood and manhood. Mm-hmm. See, that's a big difference right there. You can if you can be a male, but can you be a man? True. And so we got to have the training and that mentorship going to the point that we're pouring into our young men to get off these playstations and get off these phones and stop sitting around home doing nothing and so they can start learning how to do something to take care of themselves and their families. You know, and their community. And their community. That, that's why I see it that uh, there are so many uh, women on the rise these days. Women are on the rise. And men especially uh, African-American men are sitting back and just kind of watching, you know, and not putting anything in, you know. And so, therefore, when that young, single, black female uh, gets her a decent job and she gets her an apartment, you know, and she's got two little kids, right, the father may be incarcerated because 68% of our prison system Incarcerated males mm-hmm. Oklahoma has the highest rate of female Incarcerations in the nation yeah. So when she's there She's working a job She's got two little kids Two little boys I use that as them Two little boys There's If she doesn't have uh, a grandfather Her daddy Or her brothers them, In those little boys life They will grow up Only knowing what their mother puts into them and it's hard for a female to raise a male. Now, some of them have done dang good jobs of getting him up, you know, and putting him in sports, around the coaches and all of that so he can have some manly stuff. So when he gets up monitoring his grades and things like that because she has a love for her child. So if that child doesn't have that and the mother's working all the time, 
he almost raises himself. Yeah. You know, with play- and so a lot of times young people will get that PlayStation or that Xbox just to pacify them. That's like the pacifier. Mm-hmm. Well, hey, get going in and play some games. You know, and they'll just be in there there, but they're not getting the cultural knowledge and the history knowledge and who am I as a man? I am a man, you know, and I'm going to be a man. And so when they grow up like that, a lot of times mothers get the job, they go back to school and work a job. I'm going to school and working a job. And, you know, I'm getting an education because she's trying to grow. She's trying to do something for herself and her children. And so those boys grow up and then they turn to the streets, some of them, because they're out with their friends and they don't have, they haven't been taught how to hammer, how to nail, how to plumb, how to do any of those skill sets for one. And all they know is Nike's uh, shorts and clothing. Oh, you understand what I'm saying? And that's all they know. And all they hear is a bunch of sometimes what I call foolishness and stuff from rappers and stuff. And I'm not saying all rappers are bad, right. but I'm just saying they hear that foolishness and that drama all the time. And they'll go out and they'll meet a young lady who got her own apartment, who got a job and two little kids <laughs> as well. And they'll move in with her. Somehow she'll go out. They'll wake up in the morning and take her to work, mm-hmm. drop her off, keep her car, drive her car all day long or come back to the house uh, and invite his friends over and they'll sit up in the house all day playing PlayStation, Madden, and things like that all day long while she's at work, drop the kid off at the daycare. And so they got the house. Boys come up and they eat up all her food in the refrigerator. She she gets off at 5 o'clock. All of a sudden, it's 10 minutes till (laughs) 5. Then they want to jump out and go, hey, man, I got to go pick up Leisha. You know what I mean? And they, all right, everybody leave, go get in the car. He picks up her up, 5.15, 5.30. You get me? Mm-hmm. Picks her up. She's sitting out there waiting. Picks her up, looking at her coworkers as, you know, all of that. Take her back home and buy the uh, uh, daycare, pick up the little kid. Go in the house, all of them. Then he'll take her car and leave in her car, and go find out where his boys are located. And she's in the house. We got a lot of that going on because, see, young ladies, I want to tell you, if you're listening out there, don't get fooled by the okey-doke. Don't just get thrown into a situation because you're conditioned and addicted to sex, you know, and that's what you where you want to be, and you just can't get over it, you know. Have something for yourself. Don't never let anybody just misuse you. And brothers, that ain't all brothers I'm talking about. Right, right, right. There are some good young black men out there who are doing some great things, and I want you guys to continue doing great things. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? One thing that we have is we have our queens, you know, and that's why it's called Mother Earth. Mm. Mother Earth. And we all come from a woman. We all do. So men don't get so cocky to the point to where you're going to disrespect your queens and your mothers and things like that. Because we want you guys to become men. Become men. And if you don't know how to become men, come over here at 1533 North Norfolk <laughs> uh, here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And I can direct you to somebody that can help you uh, be the man that you want to be. Well, my thing, what I'd like to say to the young ladies, 
because I remember one day I was substitute teach because I do substitute also. And these young ladies were talking about how this young man was so handsome and nice looking, all of those things. I said, okay, I'm listening to you ladies. I said, may I ask you a question? I said, how is his character? They said, what? I said, how is his character? I said, how, you know, the thing is, how does he treat his mom, his sister, other females? Is it respectful? I said, there's the looks that doesn't mean anything. Wow. I said, if if someone cannot treat you with respect, you don't need that, mm-hmm. you know? You, you, you really, you know... It's just like, who is that on my deal that time? Mm-hmm. I, you know, I can do bad by myself. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Know? Yeah. It's the character. It's the character. It's the character. And one thing I want to say this also. Now, I talked about the guys, but some of these women right. do not respect themselves. That's right. They're twerking, they're drinking, they're doing all kind of stuff. They're calling Cursing. each other, Kurt's calling each other bees and, and all H words and not even respecting themselves, and they say they want a good man. Right. But how are you going to get a good man, you know, when you don't even respect yourself? And some good women want thugs. They want some thugs. They're good, clean. They like thugs. You know, I'm like, we've been talking about this. How can a good woman, educated, smart, got a good job, but she want a thug, but the good guy, he don't have no chance of getting with her because she wants a thug because of the environment and lifestyle that she hear on the love and hip hop and the Jerry Springers oh and all of these TV stuff and all these drama shows. They like that behavior. And but, but see, a lot of times some of the women don't respect themselves. Like I said earlier, they do not respect themselves. The younger women, some of them, I'm not saying all. So don't y'all get mad at me. I don't want no phone calls and, uh, you know, inboxing and all that kind of stuff. I'm not saying all, but until you learn who you are and you can respect yourself and have the character, you know, the decent character, then what are you going to become? You're going to be out there. You'll never find any happiness or any joy in a relationship. And that's one thing. Black men and black women have got to get back to loving one another. Instead of all this hate and animosity and drama, right. throw that out the window. Start respecting. I remember when I was coming up, we see a old lady walking across the street with some bags. We run up to her and grab the bags and help her across the street, open doors for a respected elderly lady. We don't do that now. You see a bunch of guys on the corner, Five or six guys sitting on the corner down there, you might want to head in a different direction. <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> You're like, oh boy, I ain't going down there. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, and you know, it's just like that. You can't discipline anybody's kids no more because the parents might curse you out. That's true. You know, they may say something bad to you. They do. You know, not like when I was coming up. Hey, everybody could discipline. All the elders could always discipline. So. We need to get back to that, you know, type of uh, lifestyle. Now, I know a lot of young people say, oh, well, that was back then. We do things different now. Well, you know what? To me, oh, sometimes old school wasn't so bad. Right. And and that's what the challenge is. We've thrown the baby out with the bathwater. We do things different now. 
you do things different now, but we're in a system. The system hasn't changed. The system has an agenda to do what it's going to do and try to do with that. And that hasn't changed. The little details how, you know, have. But that system is still in place. So saying we do things differently now, the question should be, you're doing something different now. How is that working out for you? That's the real question. Uh, This COVID-19 thing really was an opportunity for some people. It opened their eyes because people had to look at each other and they had to look at themselves because they couldn't go out. They had to really, they didn't have the distractions. And And nothing else to blame. And nothing else to blame. Mm -hmm. And that's why it goes back to It's not a recruitment. It's each person has to do their own work on their own character. You have to make the commitment. Am I going to eat, do, and be better? And how do I do that? What can I do today? When I walk out this door from this studio, what can I do to improve my health? What can I read tomorrow from the old days that's going to open my mind to something that I didn't even have a concept of. What am I going to do tomorrow to read? People working on character. Let me go talk to one of those elders. You know what that guy, Bobby, and he said, man, if I did, I know how to be a man. I know how to be a woman. But he said, uh, he, he'd come by, he'd direct me. Well, let me see, let me see what that old cat got to say. That's where people need to start. And that's why tomorrow the unification is whether you're in the park, whether you're in your house, whether you're part of a a tradition, because there are many paths, there are many paths. Think about it. When everyone stops wherever they are to pour libation, the energy in that, the unification of people doing the same thing has a tremendous impact. And it has an impact that you don't always, you won't see necessarily the effects, the physical manifestation of it at first. But think about it. People stopped. Humanity stopped and put their collective energies together to do something. And that's what you got to do. I just want to share on what um, Jacqueline is saying. Um, I don't know if you were here, Bobby. Maybe you were when they had this older and this younger African-European. That's what we call white folks, (laughs) African-European. Okay. they were in North Tulsa, and, like, they drive by. They saw someone black walking and stopped them for, like, directions. And then they killed them. Uh, I wasn't here then, but I you heard about that. I knew right. uh, a couple of those people who passed. Right. Okay. But it was something that we knew. We took that into the community. We took it into our meditation about bringing that to a end. And we chanted, 
I mean, did some powerful chanting. It was just three of us. Powerful chanting. 45 minutes. Was it before you? Didn't you have to go to work? Yeah, that I had night? to go to work. 45 minutes mm. after our meditation, she had to let us know they had them. And it was everything that the, the three signature things that came through the meditation uh, happened. I was going into the parking lot of my job, and some of the other officers came out and, and were saying, hey, we got, the, we got them. And um, it was a female. The, uh, what came, the insight that came was it was a female that was going to be instrumental, a woman, mother, uh, resolving that situation, turning that person in. And the whole point of that is the power of people collectively doing something and the effects that can have. So if three people doing meditation and working, you know, eating, keeping their uh, vessels, their temple alive and healthy and stuff, that kind of insight and an effect could come. Imagine if we unified uh, collectively and started that process. So tomorrow is just the seed of that. Wow. So tell us and tell the audience once again, tomorrow, what's going on at Vernon AME Church uh, on Greenwood. Yes. Um, We're going to go there tomorrow, and uh, Pastor Turner's been generous to let us perform the ceremony there. Um, He's going to lead in with the prayer. There is prayer, and on the website we explained there's a prayer and um, then he's going to say the prayer in English, and he's going to call on the uh, ancestors and your deceased from the Greenwood Massacre. Then uh, Chief Agunwale from the um, African Ancestral Society, he is going to pull libations, and he will uh, call down the ancestors. And Mama Joyce. Yoruba. In Yoruba. He's going to do it in Yoruba. I'm sorry. And then Mama Joyce, Elder Mama Joyce, is going to call the names of the recently massacred, murdered victim, and then we will, and she's going to do it if she can in Swahili, and um, then we're going to do it in the comedic language, and then we will ask the people that are present to also call the name of their ancestors, so that's what we'll be doing tomorrow. One o'clock? No, we have to do it at 12 o'clock. 12 o'clock, okay, 12 o'clock noon. Um, we have to start then. So quarter of, or, um, Reverend Turner said that his uh, service ends about 11.30, quarter of. So we'll be there for his service, of course. Um, and we just have to make sure, because everybody all over the globe, we're, we're 12 o'clock their time, we're going to start the prayer. We'll start the prayer. Mm-hmm. Start the prayer. Um, and we will be doing it every year. So it's going to be an annual thing that's yes, going to take um, place. Yeah. Um, They're at the church, right? Well, we hope Pastor Turner will let us know. He's such a nice guy. Hopefully next year we won't be, be dealing with COVID, so who knows? Maybe we'll take over yeah. some place here in mm-hmm. Tulsa. Yeah, Pastor Turner is a great guy. He He's doing so much for his people. And he's just letting people come to the church. And I saw him yesterday. I was in his office. I was sitting in there talking, and we chop it up. He he even brought some food by here for me a couple of times. I'm like, man, he said, Bobby, here, take this, man. Yeah. You know, so I got to get him back here on the show. 
you know. So well, I listened to that when you had him on back in Oh, December. you were listening? Ah, okay, yeah. Pastor Turner, great guy. We have a lot of powerful leaders and, and people that are doing phenomenal things. I mean, Pastor Turner, we see him because he's front oh, and he's center. Out there, yeah. yeah, he's out there. But we have a lot of people in the community that are a wealth of wisdom. Mm-hmm. That um, are behind the scenes, too. Yeah, that are right. behind the scenes. Mm-hmm. And um, I'm, I would like to, uh, at some point, hopefully maybe get some writing in and, and make contributions to the Oklahoma Eagle. Or just so Because that's another part of it. We have you, which do, you yeah, do live we, broadcasts, you, but we need some, you know. The, well, you know, I, I'm, in, uh, I'm intertwined with all of our black media. I mm-hmm. mean, I interview everybody. Right, They right. come over here. And uh, I believe, and this is my belief, and you guys can believe what you want to believe. I believe our stories and our information should come to our black media first before it goes out to Channel 6, 8, and Fox 23, and all of those entities like that. I think that uh, black people should come over to our black media sources. Right. Tell us first. Tell Oklahoma Eagle Tell uh, Eaton Media Services, Black Wall Street Times, right. uh, Greenwood Tribune with Kevin Ross and all of them, and Tulsa Star Magazine. We should go to the black people first. And then after that, okay, if we want to bring out to the mainstream media, it's cool. But it's so often that we, have black, we as black people, first thing we do, we get up in front of them big old cameras, and we're going to smile at them and stuff. And, and us little small people, uh, black business, we have to struggle sometimes to get you to come to even talk in some mm-hmm. cases. I'm not right. saying all. You, know. you got some diehard uh, uh, people that I know. I got some diehard people. I can call on Chief and Pastor yeah. Turner, you know, and Tiffany Crutcher and all right. them. They coming, you know, Greg Robinson. I can call on all of these people and they're going to come. But, you know, you should use your black media sources first. Support us. We need, we're needing funding. We're needing stuff. You know, we, we, we hustle. We we're needing all kind of donations and things like that over at our places and stuff to pay the electric bill, water bill, gas bill. I got the Juice Radio Show trying to get T-shirts, do fundraisers, and everything for children. So, because over here at Eden Media Services, we're more than just a radio station getting on the radio just talking. We do things for the community, and thank you for that. And we do things for the community. This is a community place. You know, so we go over here. People have meetings in here. People get together and brainstorm for what we can do in the community. We give our school supplies, pass out uh, backpacks every year. And we do a lot of stuff over here at Eaton Media Services besides just on the radio station. Uh, I go to schools and talk to different you know, schools and stuff. And we talk about blackness and we talk about what can we do to empower our people, especially our young people, so they can have a better life than we had, just like the ones who came before us. You right. Know? Just like, see, we got we're, we're more accessible to a lot of more things that they didn't were accessible to because I can remember a time when a lot of black females they clean white folks' houses, you know, and a lot of black men had to do certain shine shoes and white, you know, mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. And those were co- were some of the better jobs if you had one of those back in that time. Right. You, know, you know, we don't have to do that anymore, you know, unless that's a choice or something you want to do. But there are things that we can do to enhance our people, to do better, and to educate our people with knowledge and power. Because knowledge is power. 
Real you knowledge. Know. Yeah. Real not real yeah. knowledge. And don't get that fabricated <laughs> fabricated stuff. You know, you're gonna get all of that, but you know, anything that can bring I think a lot of self real awareness to you awareness, like you guys organization, uh that you're in and different organizations and different I shouldn't say organization. Maybe I'm using the wrong word, but spiritually be connected. You right. know to be spiritually connected and not just with the hogwash of uh, religion and stuff like that, because I don't believe in any of that personally. That's just Bobby talking right here, y'all. <laughs> so uh, if you can get connected, you know, because you got some people out here doing some great things yeah. in certain churches. They're doing great things and working in a community. Uh, Morning Stars over there right now giving out food. You know, I mean, uh, Dream Center, Pastor Tim, them, I said they're giving out food and feeding people uh, every day, all of day. That's good stuff. Good stuff, but we got to educate our, our our young people, and and like you said earlier, we were talking about skill sets, self awareness, respect, integrity, and some good strong moral values. If we start getting that back in our people, you can watch us as a people really really grow and eating healthy. Right, uh, and that's the thing about you know the people, you can. What did you always learn? The past, not Pastor Turner, but you know, back in the day, the joke was the the, the pastor's kids got away with murder because they were uh, the pastor's yeah. kids and PK stuff like kids. that, right? Yeah, you know uh-huh. what I'm saying? So, in religion, you can be doing things, giving food out and stuff like that. But what are you doing behind closed doors? Well, I'm not a I'm not a follower of religion, but, but that's what I'm saying. Mm-hmm. Spirituality yeah. deals with yeah. the internal. The character you know, we, ancestors. We, we can start a religion right now, right here in this place. Mm-hmm. Invite everybody to come in here. All <laughs> and the three give of us. And, and give pay it, our tithes. Pay, pay our church. The church you know, of what's happening now. Right. You know what I mean? <laughs> you know, let them come on in. Hey, how I'm, you doing? Jump around and holler and stuff, you know. Come on. What is that going to get us? You know, one of the things that I've said, and I would tell that to the children, I said one of the things to start with, I say, stand before the mirror. I say, you take a real good look at that image. And you be brutally honest Mm. with it. Yes, there may be pain or anything. I say, but it won't pass. But be honest with that reflection. That's where it starts. On what's going in I think if you don't admit Anything to yourself That you Having a problem with You'll always have it Because that's where the healing Starts Is when you begin to say There's some changing That needs to go on here I need to remember My divine self that we're beyond that. We're beyond these bodies, you know. Not Rosa Addison, but beyond. This it's is just spiritual. the earth closes. Mm-hmm. That's all. We are spiritual beings, you know, and we must understand that because you're born in this world and then you die. You're born in this world, then you die, Right? The body. The yeah. body dies. I'm saying the body. Right, right. Mm-hmm. The body dies. But the spirit lives on. That's right. 
So, and you know, I believe that if you're going to be here on this planet walking around, you know, and everything with uh, bad breath and passing gas and all <laughs> that stuff, you know what I mean? You better do something. And you know what I mean? I come real with it, you know, and you should do something to empower your people and not be afraid. Because, see, some people are, they, they're not approachable. You can't talk to them. But, you know, I believe I want to be a man who's approachable. You can talk to me on any level. I don't care if you're homeless and on the street or you the district judge or so-and-so. So we're right. going to get there, you know. And I believe if you're, if you're approachable and you sure you tell the truth, tell the truth. Because we always say the truth will set you free. Right, right, right. That we always say that, but you got to tell the truth, right. you know, and if you don't know the truth, just don't say nothing at all, you know, you won't be talking about stuff you don't know, you know, and some people talk about things they really don't know, and I'm not saying I'm a kind of person that know everything, because I don't, I'm right. steadily learning, I'm learning stuff from you guys by lis- just listening to you guys talk, but we have to share our stories, we have to know who we are, we mm-hmm. are. And we have to know how can you go forward if you don't know where you come from. So you got to know that history. You got to know all of that, you know. And you got to teach your kids that at a young age, yeah. so they can have some self-respect when they're five and six years old, and they know, hey, I'm black and I'm proud, you know, of who I am, and have something within themselves, so they can grow with that, and they can teach their children and their children. And I think we've gotten a lot away, a lot, a lot away from some of that. You know, some of us have, and you know, I'm not saying all, but some of us got a, as far as teaching the young, as far right, as teaching them. Right. Uh, you know, because black people, we've been through a lot, torment, everything, policies, procedures, everything, oppressed, oppressed brutalized, de- brutalized, de- depressed. You know yeah. what I mean? Op- brutalized, oh, brutalized. Oh, we were tortured. Yeah. You know, we were abused and tortured. Our melanin got infiltrated, and the skin tones and colors took place here in America. We're like a bouquet of flowers, all shades <laughs> and colors. You know what I mean? And uh, 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 we got to understand why. You know, and it's the reason why. Do your research. Do your history. Sit with your children. Give them some uh, black history, uh, African American, whatever you want to call it, facts. Right. You know what I mean? So they will know and be educated. And know who they are as a human. And you can tell racism is a hot talk topic today. Racism. Everybody's talking about racism. Black mass, uh, 1921 massacre. We're talking about it right now. White people are talking about mm-hmm. it right now. You know what I mean? And it's that younger generation of white youth who say, wait a minute. Now, I don't want to be like my grandpa and my grandpa, all that Jim Crow stuff and all that. We did black people bad. I'm hearing that. Yeah. You know, we did black people terrible. We're not going to treat the ones in our generation the same way. That's why massive groups of whites are protesting for Black Mm -hmm. Lives Matter and justice, no justice, no peace after witnessing a death on camera. Yeah, just, just, I mean, that went back to the heart of humanity. Heart of humanity. That is that character in humanity. Everybody oh. felt that. Every single woman Everybody felt who that. gave life felt that. Felt that when yeah. he said mama mama. And for the he people said, that mama. Said, yeah. he called his mama. He right? called his mama and his mother that, was deceased. Yeah. That that's where you come from. 
and and when you're going out, your vehicle, that's who you call, mm-hmm. who you think of. And that was such a visceral image for people to see that. And that was a unifying moment in terms of people's humanity. It, you got your hands in your pocket? Why, you got your knee on his neck. And, you, and, and your, your head spinning mm-hmm. like a cobra. Like, I'm uh-huh. the big boy. Mm-hmm. I'm in control here. I'm running this. Nick, this turn. Those young mm-hmm. people felt that. They oh, most definitely. They felt that. Everybody did. And it digs deep, real deep into the roots of black people and the history of racism. It just opened it all up to where people started doing some research, and some didn't. But they saw that, and they saw that inhumane behavior take place, you know, systematically designed Mm -hmm. by the system. And they had the power to do that, and they did it. Yeah. And that's one thing with the website on the tab with the under history. When it, you know, starts, you know, coming through and everything. That's a real, because I had a few friends that were asking me questions about it, where you just sit in and you read that, and there are, you know, there are hyperlinks there to take you there, to, because you're going to have to know the history, as, uh, as Professor uh, Kava commonly said, before we were rudely interrupted, uh. and Professor Small, you know, you're going to have to go back here before you can know where you're going forward. You just bring it here. Because when you were talking about this plain, ordinary, Professor James Small, because I, the last two I talked to him on the phone, he answers his mm-hmm. own telephone. Mm-hmm. And we had, a com- we had twice, we've had conversations. Wow. Yes. Wow, that's deep. Yeah. That's good. And there was a time where, and the website has a lot in it. Because we have become such an online society, we just, you know, you put in a topic and then you get, you know, a million different things. You got to watch that too. Right. And and we sort of just skim over and pick something out. But the website has a lot of links under each topic. And just like there was a time when you could get your own education by reading books in the library, you go to the website, you just start out with genocide the tab on genocide. There is a plethora of links there Mm -hmm. um, to help bring you into your consciousness and things like that. And then there's another tab that talks about suggested readings for uh, awareness and things like that. That's another thing. People should read something. Yeah. But you you know what? In reading, you have to be careful what you read. Yeah. Because certain uh, documents and stuff are going to shift and be different. And that's why I'm very careful. I do the research, you know. Mm-hmm. Like, for example, I'm going to use this for example. Some people just read the Bible, the King James Version of the Bible. That's right. But, they, but yeah, version. That's the key word, version. It's just like I, I'm the Bobby Eaton version of the Bible. <laughs> you know what I mean? And I'm going to just translate his Bible into what I think it is. It is a version of the Bible. You know, and I see a lot of us don't know the history and the makings of that Bible. We only go by what we've been taught here in the United States 
with that Bible, which systematically was put in place by Europeans mm-hmm. who beat it into our slave uh, in slavery. They beat it into us, you know. And speaking of that Bible, I'm going to say this. Those of you who are listening, we got a few more minutes left. That Bible was created in the year 1611 by King James Version of the Bible. He was so intrigued with the Hebrew Scripture that he wanted that for his kingdom. So he had translation take place. He got scribes of men, the scribes, and they just translated word by word of what they could do. And they only, they only, you guys, translated 66 books. That's all they translated. The book of Maccabees, the book of Enoch, and all of these other books were never translated. So we didn't get that. And what they did during the translation, he, he put it out all to his kingdom. Everybody, oh, the King James Version of the Bible. They put words in that Bible like, thus thou, though this, in that Bible. Because of English translation They put scriptures in that Bible Slaves obey your masters I repeat Slaves obey your masters Now I said wait a minute There's only <laughs> one master You know that's, that's God the spirit himself You know so When I saw that and I said wow Okay okay He took Michelangelo And he says Michael I need a, a picture of, of Jesus. And he, Michael took his his uh, cousin, Caesar Perez, <laughs> and painted this blue-eyed, blonde-haired man with, you know what I mean, <laughs> with blue eyes and blonde hair, and we're going to call him Jesus. And what ended up happening is when King James decided to kick the thugs and the barbarians out of his kingdom, which was Columbus now. <laughs> them crooks. No crooks. He kicked them to the seas, right? Yeah. And they went to the seas. And as they were out on the seas, they stumbled up on a land called America. And they they got here and they kicked those Indians in the butt, the natives. And there were some blacks there before even the natives were there mm-hmm. at one time. But they kicked those Native Americans in the butt. They went all down along where... Uh, uh, Jamaica is, Caribbean. you know, <laughs> went to the Caribbean, the Caribbean oh. and went on down to Africa, and they just start embracing all of these people of color, of dark melanin skin, mm-hmm. and they put them on them big ship, the big ship Jesus and the Amistad ships, and they start transporting them ships back and forth to uh, these Americas of what we live in right to this day, mm-hmm. and they told you your name. It's Toby. You ain't Kunta Kinte. Your name is Toby. And they whipped and beat it, beat it in you. Right? And they took away your spirituality. Hey, this is what we're going to go by right here. The King James Version of the Bible. And they used it as a way to control you. They imp- on those ships, they impregnated uh, our women. They used them sexually anytime they wanted to. That's why you got light skinned Bobby mm-hmm. Eaton and you know Rose and all those different shades and stuff because they they went in and hey had sex with these women at twelve thirteen years old yeah. and all that young age and impregnated them and did what they wanted to do. Uh, we died up on them ships with those oars that we were rowing them ships. You might have somebody right next to you dead, you know, but you got to keep on going. They beat you. They cut off your private parts. They threw you overboard. 
They did some bad stuff to black people. They did some yeah. horrific stuff to black people. Well, you weren't even a human. You were an animal, basically, to them. Mm-hmm. And as you came over here to the United States, they handpicked those who they wanted to be preachers. And they allowed them to have ser- uh, services in certain churches. Mm-hmm. You can give you your church. And while you was out in them cotton fields, you were singing them old Negro spirituals. You know, wait in the water. And that was, those were codes. Wait in the water. Harry's coming. So we're right. going to wait in the water. You know what I mean? All of that was cold. That's right. That was cold singing. To, 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 like, to stop her. To stop her. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Giving out signals and stuff right. like that. That masters around. I used to always ask, I used to say, I asked my daddy, how was it that a master, a slave master, could have a wife and two kids and two white men on horses with some guns and have 25 slaves out in the field and controlling those slaves? I was told because they control your mind. And when they can control your mind, they can control you and whoever is around you. They they control, yeah, Carter G. Woodson. They can control your mind, you know. So these are the things that I've learned to be true. Willie Lynch, those of you who don't know about Willie Lynch, and I'm talking about him right now. <laughs> Willie Lynch was a man who came to the slave masters to teach them how to control their slaves. And he would tie a rope around one hand on the left side, one hand on the right side, put, put horses on both ends of those ropes, and he would split that slave right down the middle in front of all the rest of the slaves and install fear. fear. So now you're like, ooh. He said, divide the light skin against the dark skin, the mother against the father. You divide these up, and you will control them for 300 years. And so those slave masters went into that. And we suffer from a lot of that right to this day. We suffer from that mm-hmm. in our community. We shoot each other and yeah. all of that. We, they used to make blacks whip each other back in slave times, too. Yeah. You know, hey, 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 Joe, go over here and whip Bill. And they whip them in front of all the slaves. They made sure the slaves always watch and witness all of that brutal stuff. They busted out your teeth with hammers and stuff like that. They did mm-hmm. all kinds of stuff. They they had sexual acts with the men in front of mm-hmm. them. They demeaned, you know, just demeaned his manhood in front of all his family. They went to the grandmothers and the mothers. They'd never go to the black men for stuff, and they tell that grandmother, "Look, we need, we need John and we need Jim to do this and do that." So she go back and tell master, say, "Y'all need to get out here and do this." So she was the one who got the information. They would take their sons into the into the stalls or barracks or wherever the mm-hmm. slaves were, and made their sons have sex with the women. Just that easy. At at will. Kizzy, come here. All right, Billy Joe, go on and get on. Go ahead. Yeah, go ahead. Do what you're going to do. That was... And we've been through so much, and a lot of people don't want to hear this verbiage and this talk. You know, they don't want to hear this truth, but it's the truth, you guys, and we have to overcome that, and we got to get to a place to where we can strategically and mentally have the knowledge that we need to overcome these obstacles that are before us. 
Because remember, the Constitution was written without you in mind. True, true. And all of those guys had slaves. Abraham Lincoln, who they say freed the slaves, he had slaves. George Washington. George Washington, Thomas Jefferson, all of them had slaves. So we got to get together, start educating ourselves, educating our minds, and that's why I got this platform because we can say what we want to over here. We're blackity black black. As long as I ain't cursing nobody out, some of y'all can get mad when he don't need to be talking about that kind of stuff. No, we got to talk about it. Educate your people. For Come real, on. for real. Because that very same topic that you brought up, it happened a lot, and there was a um, in Maryland, right? And I. I'm going to go and look and see what Google says about it, but I re- think I vaguely recall uh, on the little computer mm-hmm. a source that said, no, that didn't happen, you know, mm-hmm. that didn't happen, mm-hmm. uh, uh, there's no truth to it. But if you read the books that were written about and some from the times of that time, the journals where they recorded, how, yeah, it happened. It happened, and it has affected generations. And that this is a, that's another topic, uh, but it has affected generations. That that went on, uh, the uh, buck breaking farm, oh, and stuff like yeah, that. Buck breaking, that, that, yeah, that, exactly. that, the incest, mm-hmm. the, the reverberation, the sex. Right. You yeah, know, for it sure. could be your mother. It and could you, be your and you wouldn't put know. over their head. head. Right. Brother Anthony Browder. Mm-hmm. Browder has a whole thing on that. He has that. the Browder files. Right. Yeah, go look that right. up. Look go buy it, up. On, buy it on Amazon. But or see, to know that, then that helps you to understand mm-hmm. why we're dealing with a lot of things that we're dealing right. with. Right, and we don't know. And we don't know where that came from. Right. So you're right. That, yeah. that we've, we've covered a lot of stuff and, and, and some good that's things. That's what it is. Yeah. You know. Well, thank you, ladies, for you, coming thank out you, here. And it's always a good time and a good conversation. And we're going to have you back, you know, so I want to thank you guys, okay? We thank appreciate you, Bobby, appreciate and thank you for what you offer and do for the community. This is such a great thing. And um, we'll do our part and hope that people will pick up and realize how valuable this is and what a wonderful asset it is to our community. All right. Thank you, guys. Love you. Uh I love love my people. Okay? All right. Hey, you've been on the Bobby Eaton Show where we tell our stories our way every Monday, Wednesday, uh, 6 p.m., and on Saturdays like today from 12 to 2 p.m. Coming up next is Dale, Mr. Groove Taylor here on KBOB 89.9. Hey, we are taking donations over here. We take donations for our youth. We take donations for everything for uh, that we can do. Stop by 1533 North Norfolk. We got a donation bucket over here. We got Cash App. We got PayPal, Eating Media Services, whatever you want to do. I'm trying to get a van for our, commun- our community van for us so we can do things once this COVID and stuff passes by. I want to be able to go to Vernon Manor and pick up a bunch of young kids in Comanche and take them around town and show them the Black District, the the Gilcrease Hills and Utica Squares and show them that they can obtain some wealth and stuff. Also take them to Black businesses, you know, and show them and entrepreneurs they can talk to, take them to places where they can learn how to be a gardener or something like that, grow some stuff. So it's a variety. And also take you and me out of town. 
we can go places and do things. So that's the van right there. So if you know anybody want to help out on that, let us know. 1533 North Norfolk here in Tulsa, Oklahoma. And uh, I want you to take care. Until the next time, uh, have a good one, okay? Oh, I said okay, but let me see here. Okay? All right. Bye-bye.
Yeah. 
Hello, Tulsa. This is Janetta Cole with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janet. Last Stop Lawn Maintenance and Landscaping is hiring today. Must have a valid driver's license and must have a two years verifiable experience mowing and lawn maintenance with the company. Strict attendance policy is required. Honest, dependable, and team-oriented. No sex offenses or crime against children. Must apply online at www.laststoplawnmaintenance.com. Apply today. Advertising the Salsa Black Owned Business Guide. It's a monthly publication reaching all of Oklahoma and beyond. Giving exclusive content about your business and many businesses that are connected to you. Full page and half pages are available. Purchase and artwork are due on the 25th of each month. Visit us online right now at www.tulsabobn.com for more details. Or email us right now at tulsabobn at gmail.com for pricing. Dawn Tree here, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. We do workshops, we do mural workshops, we also work with elders in the realm of technology, and if you're looking for a logo, a business card, or a website, we have you there. You can find us online at www.utreep.com, that's the letter U, T-R-E-E-P.com. So if you're interested in any of these services, feel free to visit Underground Tree Studios online at utreep.com. Peace. Let's do it. Tune into the Groove Zone. Join Gail, Mr. Groove Taylor, every Saturday from 2.30 to 5.30. You're in the zone. You're in the zone. On the all-new Community Radio, 89.9 FM. There is a fifth dimension beyond that which is known to man. It is a dimension as vast as space and as timeless as infinity. It is the middle ground between melodies and harmonies, between funk and soul, and it lies between the pit of man's creativeness and the summit of his happiness. This is the dimension of sound. It is an area which I call the Groove Zone. You're in the Groove Zone, and I'm your host, Dale Mr. Groove Taylor, on the all-new 89.9 FM, KBOB. FM Radio. It's a beautiful Saturday afternoon, and I'm about to take you back, back to the days of recess, back to the days of tetherball, and back to the days of full fight to get ready to get your groove on on KBOB 89.9 FM.
With, do you want to go party? Up next, I got some Invisible Man's Band and Oh Nice Thing on the all new 89.9 FM KBOB. Talk the zone. You're in the groove zone. Thank you. 
FM KBOB Tulsa's own. Stay tuned. To be a good father is the most important job in a man's life, but it doesn't have to be hard. Play catch, go to a park or visit a zoo, help your child with their homework, sit down together for dinner, ask them how their day was. Things get busy and sometimes we all fall short, but the smallest moments can have the biggest impact on a child's life. Take time to be a dad today. Learn more at one eight seven seven for dad 411 or visit fatherhood.gov. Brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council.
I'm here today to testify, to sanctify, to glorify, and purify. Sometimes we must lose a little bit of ourselves in order to better ourselves, people. You, sir, in the second row, have you recently lost something? Yes, I lost my double chin. He lost a double chin, people. And how, sir, did you lose something so big? I was playing soccer with my son, and it just vanished. It's a thin eye. Can I get over in there? And you, ma'am, in the back, have you recently lost something? I lost my Sunday five playing I didn't speak with my daughter. Laura B. How about you, my brother? I lost my gut. Yes. My belly's been missing for three months. My buttocks are gone. His buttocks are gone, people. The raise the blood. His buttocks are gone. Small step number 54, play with your kids. It's just one of the many small steps you can take to help you become a healthier, well, you. Get started at www.smallstep.gov and take a small step to get healthy. Public service announcement brought to you by the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services and the Ad Council. Hello, Tulsa. This is Jeanetta Cole with Sunday Dinner and More by Janet, your weekend soul spot. Every Saturday and Sunday from 11 a.m. until 4 p.m. We're located 531 East Apache in the historic Apache Circle Center. Of course, during these times, it's carry-out only, but you can call 918-951-5143. That's Sunday Dinner and More by Janet. Dawn Tree Kids, CEO of Underground Tree Studios, your one-stop shop for graphics, web design, and art. We do workshops, we do mural workshops, we also work with elders in the realm of technology, and if you're looking 